Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, you just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Kylie Kelly. Today we're going to be talking about overcoming fear. Fear is something somewhat unfortunately, but it's very central to everyone's life. No matter who you are, what kind of person you are, it's pretty much guaranteed that you will face some sort of fear in your life. Whether it's spiders or sharks or even math class, which is definitely a major fear for me, there is a way to overcome it. Reporter Ryan Sim is here with us in our first segment to talk about overcoming fear on a worldwide scale in Syria. And I hope you're all aware of what's been happening there with civil war and revolution. But if you aren't, he'll fill you in. So without further ado, please welcome Ryan Sim. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. Okay, so an article of the New York Times on January 21st, 2011 opened with a provocative question. What drives an ordinary man to burn himself to death? That question has been echoing throughout the Arab world and continues to be relevant since the death of Mohamed Bouazizi, a Tunisian vendor who burned himself to death in protest of his government's corruption. His actions started a movement, a revolution known as the Arab Spring. It spread throughout the Arab world, some countries successfully toppling their regimes, such as Egypt, Tunisia, and Libya, others not so successful, Syria. The Syrian civil war began officially on March 15, 2011. 
Since then, a report by the United Nations Human Rights Count Committee found that almost 1.2 million Syrians have been forced from their homes and nearly 1 million have had to escape from the violence into neighboring countries such as last fall. Wendy Perlman, a Northwestern assistant of political science, decided to visit Syria and investigate why the Syrian people continue to rebel against the regime, especially considering the fact that they had stayed silent about the government for so long before. A mother from a Syrian, South Syrian city, Dara, told Perlman that when you see people get killed right in front of you, you're no longer afraid. A young woman interviewed at a protest who had previously been deathly afraid of any form of revolution said, I started to whisper freedom. When I heard my own voice, I started shouting and crying. This was the first time I have heard my own voice. This is the first time I have a soul. These Syrian people learned that together they had the power to make a difference. They could overcome obstacles and overcome fear if they all worked together. Today, even though they still face challenges from the regime still in place, they are working to allow democracy and freedom to flourish. John F. Kennedy once said, A man may die, nations may rise and fall, but an idea lives on. So for all our listeners who aren't aware of what exactly is happening in Syria, what is the U.S.'s current level of involvement there? So what's happening right now is the United States believes that Syria is an important conflict that's going on and if it is allowed to continue to happen it will promote regional instability there and it could potentially cause more terrorism to spread within that sort of area so what the united states has been trying to do is impose sanctions and arms embargoes and provide arms to the syrian rebels who are rebelling against the government regime and there was some movement a little while ago, and I think continuing now, to work with the UN and the United Nations um, as far as working with the United Coalition, similar to the way that we toppled, um, now I'm forgetting, the uh, several other re- uh, regimes that we've helped to help out the citizens there. Do you think that, would you advise working with the international community, or would you evolve, advise working as a singular United States power in this issue? Well, I think that's a pretty interesting question. So, in the past, the United States has worked together with the United Nations, and sometimes the United States hasn't worked with the United Nations. For example, within Somalia, the United States tried to do it by itself, and it actually succeeded. And also, the United States has worked together with the United Nations in a pretty famous case now in Libya just a few years ago, and actually toppled the Libyan regime. So, in this case, since it seems... Pretty similar to the Libyan regime, I would say that the United States has a better chance of success in helping the Syrian rebels if it were, would, were if it were to work together with the international community. Right, I definitely agree. And how is revolution affecting the daily lives of teens? Okay, so what's happening within the Syrian country right now is that many of these people are being forced to flee their homes as the level of conflict begins to intensify each and every day. The government forces and the rebels are struggling to gain footholds in various strategic locations. So these teens are being forced to leave their schools, their homes, and leave all behind and go into neighboring countries like Turkey. And because of this, their daily lives are becoming dramatically disruptive and their lives are just becoming turned upside down. Right, and I think out of curiosity, 
There's a lot of deadlock in our United States Congress facing basic issues. You know the I'm sure you know the uh, the issue with the budgets. We couldn't we can't deal with the debt ceiling. We're having difficulty with all these sorts of issues. Um, so when talking about an, a major international issue and helping out our, the citizens who are fighting for a regime that's much similar, much more similar to ours, how do you think that the deadlock in Congress will play into our ability to properly respond to the issues in Syria? Well, I think that's a very good question, and the answer to that is that it's going to be really difficult for the United States to help out the people in Syria, and it's been pretty difficult for the United States to help out any sort of country that's been happening, such in which conflicts like these have been happening. That's partly the reason why the United States took on such a small role in all of these conflicts that have been happening in the Arab Spring. So it's an important question for us to consider when talking about the United States' role within all of these conflicts and important to consider how the Congress will remain deadlocked because Republicans and Democrats will have differing opinions on the budgets and how we should approach issues that are happening in the international community. Right. Do you think that it is our responsibility to help the Syrians? Well, that's also a very good question. Some politicians have been saying that the United States has to focus on helping its own citizens first and sort of becoming more self-dependent before it tries to extend itself to all of these other countries. But I would say that considering the fact that millions of these citizens are being hurt in this other country and millions of these citizens are being forced to leave their homes, I'd say that the United States has a responsibility to help these people, but that is just my opinion. Right. And what do you think, for the average citizen watching at home, for any of us regular teenagers, are there anything that we can do to aid the, the cause of the Syrian people or to express our views as young people? Well, I think that what we can do is just what we've been doing this entire time within our society is that we can exercise our freedom to speech we've seen this in the coney campaign that happened a few years like about a year ago that talked about how these people they can just form a group and then they can just if they have a cause then they can try and get funding from these various organizations and they can just express themselves through various sort of platforms through the media through other sorts of outlets and if people just exercise their freedom to speech they can even send an email or a letter to a congressman or any sort of politician nearby then i believe that's the best way for people to express how they're feeling about the syrian conflict and what we should do about it right i think that's a really interesting point I really agree with that. Um, I have not really seen, or I didn't really know the full potential of social media and things like Facebook or Twitter until the Coney campaign. Right, and I think that what's interesting about what you bring up is that true, as young people, we don't really have a direct way of making change, but I think even your ability, your obvious expertise in this area shows that we are, even when we're very quite far removed from Sierra, we are still very active and interested in what's going on there, and we do have strong opinions about it, and I think you are doing a great job of highlighting that. Um, I'm Cuddy Kelly. Unfortunately, we are nearly out of time. 
And I'm Young Juwan. When we return, we'll hear about the science of fear and how to overcome it with Laura Galoyan. And make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying tuned to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Kai Kelly. Now on this segment, we're back with Laura Galoyee, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your last name, Laura, to discuss more about fear and what fear really is in terms of the body and the nervous system. So please welcome Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey, guys. So yeah, my, my last name is Galoyan. Um feel like we so, get that wrong every single time. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, well, anyways, so the thing about fear that most people don't really know is that it's actually a really, really good and very healthy thing for everyone to have because it's our body's alert system. When we're aroused during a dangerous situation, our autonomic nor- nervous system kicks in and releases these hormones that make us go into survival mode, you know, so to speak. And... To some people, just knowing this is enough to make them feel better in a bad situation. 
But a way to overcome fear when it starts to take over our lives is first to face it or more difficultly to use it. Because um, when you're scared, all your sense senses are heightened. You're hearing, you're seeing, smell, everything. And in many ways, this can actually be a really good thing because it keeps you on your toes. The same way that pain is our body's way of alerting our brain when something is wrong. And without pain, you know, we wouldn't be able to tell instantly that we were injured, which, as you can imagine, would be a really, really bad thing. But when you're scared because of a situation like public speaking, for example, which we actually did a broadcast about a few weeks ago, you'll find that breathing and just trying to calm yourself down can also be an, an effective way to get rid of any unnecessary fear. Right. I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of times we tend to think of fear as a really negative thing. I, I know I personally think, oh my gosh, I'm so scared, and it's not a very positive emotion. But the idea that you can use it in a way, or to even know that it's part of a survival system, I think is a, a much happier or more positive way of thinking of it. Um, on a personal level, though, we're wondering, what's the scariest situation you've ever been in? The scariest situation I've ever been in would have to be the one day that I found myself in West Oakland uh, pretty late at night. It was quite a while ago. I'm not exactly sure what time of night it was, but I remember it was because my friends and I wanted to go shopping at Emeryville, and we missed our bus back. And for some reason, it was the last bus of the night, so we actually had to walk for quite a distance. Oh I don't know how we got from there to West Oakland, but we did. Um, and it was it was it was really quite it, it was pretty scary, pretty scary as one can imagine. It isn't the funnest place to be at night, but that's where we found ourselves, and it was pretty pretty creepy. How did oh, that you, would be so. Yeah, scary. How did you deal with that fear? How did you guys calm down and get back home? Well, you know, we had to find, um, I can't remember if it was the BART station or some other bus station that we were looking for. It was something along the lines of public transportation that we were searching for. And I remember just whatever, what I was thinking to myself was I just need to, you know, in case something bad should happen, I need to be able to use all this fear, all this energy that I have right now to protect myself and my friends. And that's really how I dealt with it myself. I don't, I don't know how my friends did. We didn't really... Oh talk about it much while we were there I really admire your sense of direction I probably would be a little mess if I, I think ever I would cry yeah, I pro I'd probably cry too I would not be able to calm down it wasn't a very fun situation yeah the How best often? thing about fear is that sometimes it can um yeah you know kind of cloud your your judgment yeah. you get you gotta be able to get through that you know if you want to get through a situation right I agree and how often do you get scared? Hopefully not to that level, but on a less life-threatening level. Not very level. much, to be honest. I don't, I mean, I don't really, yeah, I don't really get scared all that much. I don't really know why, but I think it's something that has, that, I don't know, is passed down in my family, maybe. Which I just don't get scared very easily, I mean, to the point of really feeling fear. You know, I might get surprised, or I might get, you know, a little, you know, just alert, but... Fear isn't really something that I experience too often, to be perfectly honest. That's very lucky. Yeah, you're so lucky, Laura. <laughs> um, 
When do you think is the last time you did have to calm yourself down? You seem to be really good at handling the situations, but, and so your advice is probably more helpful than young Jewett's and I's, which would just be yes. fire, give up or something. <laughs> hmm, the last time I had to calm myself down. Well, I remember spending the house at my friend, or spending the house, spending the night at, a, at my friend's house, and my friend has, uh, supposedly uh, has a room in her house that is haunted. Um, now for me, I'm kind of in between a believer and a skeptic, so for me it was just, I, I went into it, I wasn't really scared, you know, but I was like, mm, just whatever. And so I was sleeping and I had these, I placed these two empty soda cans um, on, the, on the night drawer next to me um, because I, I had drunk all the soda and I just left them there. And in the middle of the night, I just hear them go, shing, they just hit each other, right? And of course, that, that freaked me out a little bit at first. But then I just kind of, you know, just calmed myself down. I was like, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm not going to listen to this anymore. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go back to sleep. Uh -huh. and for me, doing that was basically just me saying, you know, if something just happened, whatever it is, I'm stronger than it. Wow. I can get through it. You know, it's it's just it's not anything that I need to be afraid of. Nothing can hurt me. I'm fine. What is I your worst so fear? My worst, oh God. You don't seem to <laughs> My worst fear would have serious. to be demonic possession. <laughs> Definitely. That's just one thing, you know, when you see the movies, the, I think those are the only types of horror movies that really scare me because it's just the whole idea of not being in control of yourself and hurting the people around you is just so scary to me that I, you know, that's definitely my worst, worst I can't even fear. watch horror movies. <laughs> They're just too much for me. I can watch them for the most part, but, you know. Yeah, you seem to have a very good grip on fear and how to overcome it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I generally like them, but, you know, you know how it is sometimes. It's just, it can get, it can get to be a little too much. And how do you think you differentiate between when fear is useful and when it's not? Well, the thing is, is that fear, in my personal opinion, fear that is useful to you has to be triggered by something. There has to be some sort of stimulus for you to give the reaction. If you're just giving the reaction and there's nothing stimulating it, I think that that's when you know that I'm f afraid for nothing, you know, nothing, I don't have any reason to be afraid right now, it's just eating me up on the inside. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I remember in fifth grade when my teacher was talking about how some people are not born winds and when they touch like a hot oven, they don't feel the pain. And I was just thinking how cool that would be. But then I realized that we have pain and fear for a reason. And you can learn from it, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, a, it's a survival. I mean, it's our body's survival tactic. And, you know, without it, we just, you know, it's unpleasant when we experience it. But without it, we would be so, you know, vulnerable. Um, I don't, I hope that you have never been in this situation, but ever been in a life-threatening situation where fear has helped you? Um, I was in a car crash once. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a blur, but all I really remember was, you know, at first just freaking out and my mom was in the front seat and I had to get up and, you know, I had to shake her awake so that she could call somebody, you know, and, and, uh, you know, get, get some help, but that's really all I remember much of it, you know, I think 
I think if it wasn't for that immediate reaction, I would have just been sitting in the back seat, just terrified, not knowing what to do, not even being able to move. But that is a very difficult. I think probably. Do you think that going through a lot of those experiences? This is our last question, really quickly. Um, do you think going through those experiences help your ability to cope with fear in lesser situations, like when watching a scary TV mm-hmm. show or something like that? Yes, I think that the common misconception is that we built up, um, that we stopped feeling fear. I'm not sure how much that that statement is true. I think that it's more the case that we learn how to use it, you know, to survive, so to speak. I don't think we actually get rid of it. I don't think any healthy person really can get rid of fear. I think they just can learn to use it. Yeah. I feel like that that's the same with stress. And unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing more about the science and your personal accounts of fear. I don't think many people really know about our nervous system and how and what survival mode exactly is. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kai Kelly. Young Ju and I will be right back after a short break to share some favorite quotes on the topic of fear and what they mean to us. Visit us at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and visit our current Tumblr on www.tumblr.com/blog/be-the-star-you-are-radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan. 
and I'm Cuddy Kelly. Today's topic has been about fear, what it is, the science behind it, and how to overcome it. One thing is for sure, no matter who we are or where we live in the world, each of us will experience fear at some times in our life. When we think of the letters in fear, it could also just mean false evidence appearing real. Exactly, it's all about perspective. Many people talk and write about fear, but perhaps some of the best ways to understand and move past fear is to remember quotes from people who have obviously overcome it. Kai and I have collected a few of the most poignant quotes that can really help us and we thought we'd just share them with you and discuss what they mean to us. Alright, so this first one that we're starting out is a real classic. A lot of people have said this before. I know my grandfather in particular, he used to say it to me right before we would do something silly like jumping off the diving block for the first time. And this quote, Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt. So Eleanor Roosevelt was Franklin Eleanor Roosevelt's wife. And President Franklin Roosevelt said, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And I know Yangju can tell you this as well, but he said this in the midst of the Great Depression, just after taking um, taking the presidency after Herbert Hoover had not done too much of a good job. And then when he introduced his New Deal and his slew of alphabet legislation, he was just really addressing the issues at the time, um, namely the 25% unemployment rate. So he was talking in this particular case about the just great panic that was descending upon the country regarding the economy. But I think it's interesting that you can actually apply this to a whole bunch of different things. His wife, Eleanor, also added, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Yeah, I really agree with you about Franklin FDR's quote, first of all. like um, I know he just said it applying to the Great Depression, but in other episodes of history, you can also see that. Like Right now, we're learning about communism and the Red Scare, and these people are so scared of things they are not sure of. And if they had just taken a moment to analyze what they know and what they what is real, they wouldn't have been so scared. And that's kind of what this next quote is about which is, listen to what you know instead of what you fear by Richard Bach. And it's just that feeling of doubting yourself is what fear really is. And I know in the midst of all this crazy testing, I've taken so many standardized tests and multiple choice quizzes and math. And every time, the one thing that I hate so much is feeling unsure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that a lot of times... Uh, well, basically the idea is that fear, it's something that can hinder you from being able to focus and it can hinder you from trying to achieve what you want to do because you feel crippled by the things that you feel you can't do. So I think all both Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt's quotes relate to that and to relate to your personal story, Young Ju, um, about, about fear. Yeah. Um, and then... Another quote that is really popular is, do the thing you fear, and the fear, the death of fear is, and this one I think is going to be applied to a lot of the idea of doing things that you never thought you'd do, or taking, maybe writing down a list, and then, I know I've done this before, I always write down lists at the beginning of the year of what I really think would be fun to do, or um, exciting to do at the beginning of the year, and then in the end, I never end up doing it because I'm afraid. Something like cliff diving would be a really popular example of something that yeah. you need to do the thing you fear. Yeah, I know my friends and I, when we make our New Year's resolutions, one of the resolutions we always make is like, 
do one thing that scares you every day. Yeah. One of the first that we never follow up with. But right. I remember when I was riding my first roller coaster ride, and I was so scared of just the idea of all the loops and twists. And at first, I really didn't want to go on it. And even as we would get really close to the end of the line, that was also just the fear came back. But once I went through with it and I didn't get off the ride, I didn't feel that fear anymore. And now I really love roller coasters. So I would have been upset if that fear had stopped me from finding something else to enjoy. Right, exactly. And so the next quote is, our deepest fears are like dragons guarding our deepest treasure. And I hadn't actually heard this one before, but I think it's still true. And this was said by Maria Rayner Rilke. Right. And then I actually, we're talking a lot about fear. And I think that um, what's interesting is that the opposite of fear could be considered courage. And if you think about, this is actually a random interesting story that I've heard because I take Latin right now. And courage, the root word of courage is core or core. And so the conjugation is core, cordis, which is a neuter form and it means heart. And so in Latin, which is the original form of the English word, what it means is is to tell the whole truth of who you are with your whole heart. So I think what's interesting is that courage is not necessarily always just facing your fears or facing up against something else. What courage actually means is to tell tell who you are and to be truthful to yourself um, with all that you all that you can be. So I think the idea of courage, in some ways, is that you it's harder to be yourself than it is almost to face up to anything else. Or maybe it's just it's the same thing, um, which I think would be really interesting to t- talk about. Yeah, that is a really interesting idea. And I know whenever I meet people for the first time, that's one of the scariest situations I've ever been in. Right, right, exactly. And so Mark Twain said, courage is the resistance to fear, not the absence of fear. Yeah, I absolutely so, agree. Right. I think that it's, it's really hard to say that you've gone into a new... <laughs> Or difficult situation and said you felt an absence of fear but I think yeah. that being able to overcome the nerve-wracking feelings yeah. the feelings of difficulty you feel mm-hmm. are actually what where the triumph results mm-hmm. and Wikipedia I know it's not always the most trustworthy website but I still use it in my everyday life. It says fear is an emotion induced by a perceived threat which causes entities to quickly pull away from it and usually hide. It is basic survival mechanism according to a specific stimulus such as pain or threat of death. So courage is basically the ability to confront fear, pain, death, uncertainty, or intimidation. Right, exactly. So that's, I think, it's an interesting thing. If you think about it in a scientific manner, because I yeah. know we're both in AP bio, that fear is, there is lit- quite literally a fight or flight reaction mm-hmm. that our body induces when we feel like we're in danger. It's evolved, of course, because we need to, sur- we needed to, we needed a fight or flight response to, uh, to survive. And so I think that it's interesting that we still have the fear. Now we're not facing off to major predators in mm-hmm. the jungle, per se, not that we did. Mm-hmm. For, but we don't face those same fears, but our bodies still have the same type of stimulus we still go through. We yeah. see this threat, we go, it goes into our brain, goes throughout our nervous system. We have that full result that I know you <laughs> studied too much about. But um, I think it's really interesting that fear is quite, can be quite a scientific 
uh, response, not just one that we think we have to face up to. Yeah, and I also find that funny how the perception is what's really important. Like our eyes, our, our senses, we just hear it, and then our brain like reacts whether to be scared or not like i know when i see spiders i start screaming and running away but my other friends just see it and they're like why are you so scared so it's all about perception too right and so another great quote on courage is from i can't pronounce her name a nice nin and she says life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage and so i think that what that would be saying is that basically when we are able to face our fears, when we are able to find courage, maybe even that's just telling who we are to people who we don't necessarily know, our life expands and we we gain from the experience. And we can have a really small, narrow-minded life if we don't face our new fears or we do not go out of our comfort zone, but I think that is yeah. the opposite of what we want to do. Yeah, going outside the comfort zone really brings new experiences and new joys to a life that could be really interesting like I know all the things I've done where I'm like oh that was such a great memory or I'd love to do that again came from first feeling really anxious and scared right so I think that we are now uh, we're almost out of time but we want all of our listeners to remember that we need to face our fears and do whatever we think we can't do anyways unfortunately it's time for a break Hannah Lee will be with us when we return here on Express Yourself I'm Kai Kelly and I'm Young Juwan and we're your teen host for today during the break visit our creative community at btsya.com Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back with more courage and less fear Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself 
on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. We're going to finish up the show with our reporter, Hannah Lee. So Hannah will be talking to us about how fear impacts teenagers and a little bit of a more personal account of her own experience with fear. So hi, Hannah. Welcome to the show. Hi. So how do you see fear impacting teenagers? Well, unfortunately, um, fear actually impacts teenagers a lot these days. And from my account, it's um, it's not really their fear of dying or getting stabbed or those traditional fears that we think of when we're little, but um, it's more of this fear of failing, and especially it's this fear of failing in their future. So it's a lot of Fs there, but I think the idea that when we're in high school and we don't really know what's out there in front of us, we tend to sort of just think of all these, you know, all of the, the negative future and what we won't be able to do and the colleges we won't get into. And it just sort of creates this, like, oppressive cloud that teenagers really hide behind. And it gets a little depressing, I think. Do you think that's more true? Just out of curiosity, do you think that's more true with um, – we live, obviously, in a pretty nice area with a different socioeconomic background than those necessarily in – uh, different part of the world. Do you think it affects us more here, or do you think the fear switches based on the type of area where you live, or do you think it's pretty uniform throughout all the teenagers? You know, I really think that, I mean, obviously I don't know because I don't live in those areas, but I think that it is pretty common, sort of the fear of uncertainty of your future as a mm-hmm. teenager. I think that's common for adolescents. At least that's what I've, um, that's sort of the assumption I'm gaining from talking to my friends who don't live in, you know, like, nicer areas or who aren't necessarily, you know, going to, like, a really good school, but they still have these uncertainties about, you know, where they're going in the next 10 years of their life. Right. I think that's definitely true. Yeah. I think fear is something that everyone goes through. And If you don't mind sharing, how do you experience, or how did you experience fear? I'm sure you still do, but... Oh, yes, definitely. I don't like to say I do, but I do. Um, (laughs) I think, obviously, these are going to be the kind of boring answers, but there is a lot of pressure, I think, for, you know, college, um, getting those SAT scores, (laughs) and, you know, doing well in school. Those are the basic ones, Um, and then more vague fears I have are, you know, what what job am I going to end up at? You know, where am I going to end up living? Like, what what do I, what am I going to consider happiness? That sort of thing is sort of my great fear, you know, like, what where is my measure of happiness going to be I, when I finally, you know, get there? Um, and I, just a cur- out of curiosity on that level, do you think that um, sometimes t- teenagers have a fear, a lot of what you're talking about is just a fear um, fear for the future and then fear of failure because we're not sure about our future. Do you think that it will really fade as we grow older, as we become, we have a career, or do you think that fear will then shift to the next stage of our life? Um, I'm just curious how you think fear changes or evolves as we grow older. You know, even now, um, it's funny you should mention, because today I was thinking about it, and I think that as we get older, we just get more comfortable with 
sort of this uncertainty. And as little kids, you know, we take sort of the answers or quote unquote answers from our parents and from our elders. And then as we sort of reach out to lessons, we see the answer, you know, we realize that they don't have all the answers and that we don't have all the answers and that the textbooks don't have the, all the answers. And we come to this realization that, you know, who, who do we get the answers from? Who do we get the answers from? And then I think, I don't know this because I'm still a teenager, but I think as you, you know, really get older, you sort of, you sort of realize that, you know, maybe there aren't answers to all of my questions, but that's okay. And so that fear sort of fades because you realize that you don't need answers to all of your questions and you don't have to, you know, have a definition for all these things that are open-ended. And so what are some tips for overcoming fear since you seem to have a good grasp of letting the unknown <laughs> not bother you? I mean, I don't think, it's definitely not an easy process. Um, there are a lot of things to be afraid of, but I recommend um, the same way to deal with fear as you would deal with stress. Mm. So I think finding outlets where you're really having fun and relaxing can really help build your confidence. And even like a small confidence boost um, really helps overcome fear because I think you realize that, you know, outside of all these pressures or all these things that, you know, you feel like you have to do, um, when you do something you want to do, you don't really, you aren't afraid. And I think that's really important. And then I'm curious, as you've gone through high school and you've taken all these SATs, you've dealt with stress, you've learned ways to deal with these different things, uh, do you think it becomes easier to face your fears or do you think you are able to overcome them or do you think that you just really just get used to it and not, your reaction doesn't necessarily change? Yeah, you know, I think it does get easier. Um, I like to think sort of as, you know, whatever, well, the SAT, um, take the SAT. I like to think of the SAT and all those things as sort of a hurdle. And, you know, practice does sort of make perfect. So after you, you know, jump over one hurdle, the next hurdle becomes easier. And, you know, maybe who knows, you know, maybe the SAT is, yes, a test of our reasoning abilities, but it's also a test of how can we sort of get better at jumping over these hurdles and eventually when, you know, a different hurdle reaches us, something that's not really relevant to high school but something later in life, um, hopefully it'll be easier to overcome that as well. Do you think your fears have been growing as you've gotten older? They definitely change. I, w I don't want to say they grow. I think I'm junior year especially <laughs> is a stage where, you know, your fears and everyone else's fears for you sort of all come together in, you know, a nine-month period. Um, my parents definitely have fears for me, but I don't want to say they're growing. I think I'm just realizing, sort of, I'm prioritizing my fears, if you will. I'm, you know, college right now is a big fear of mine because that's sort of on the top of my priority list. And right now, you know, my greatest fear isn't how many kids am I going to have. That, that actually rarely crosses my mind these days. But um, as far as, you know, I think my fears are changing. They're not necessarily growing or shrinking. And what are some activities that you do do? You mentioned that it's not an easy process and that you have you found lots of different outlets. Um, what Really quickly, what are some activities that you do do? Well, I uh, anything that releases stress, and for me, that's um, track and field. I use the hurdle analogy. I am a hurdler, so I know <laughs> precisely actually what jumping over a hurdle feels like. But for other people, you know, it can be anything. It can be painting or, I don't know, knitting. Whatever. I think it's whatever really just releases stress for you, and that changes for everyone. And so you say your idea of fear right now revolves around failure, and why do you think that is? 
Well, I think that because, you know, we don't really know, I think just to tie it back, we just really don't know what's out there. And it's so easy as teenagers to, you know, look at our parents, um, sort of with their low interest mortgages and whatever, reusable shopping bags. We like to look at their success and say, oh, you know, how are we going to get there? And then, um, I think for us, it's more, it's just so uncertain. We have no idea where we're going, where we're headed and where we'll end up. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's what's scary for most of us. Yeah. I think what's interesting about the point that you mentioned is that we don't know where we're going, but that also leads to a lot of opportunity. And I think that I, a lot of times a change in perspective would be, um, would be all that's needed to help us deal with fear, not necessarily even being able to face it. Sometimes it's just a different way of thinking about the things that we're trying to overcome. Yes, definitely. I agree. Unfortunately, we are out of time again, but thank you, Hannah, so much for sharing all your great thoughts and tips about how to overcome fear. I'm Kai Kelly. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Again, that's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. You can express, upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for a free newsletter, and make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. And I'm Young Juwan, and thank you so much for always tuning in every week. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show, and thanks to our reporters from across the world, and thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us, and thank you to our great reporters. Until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place you remember. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. 
Scott. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 